0: gospel reading is from matthew the second chapter verses 1 through 12. in the time of king herod after jesus was born in bethlehem of judea wise men from the east came to jerusalem asking where is the child who has been born king of the jews for we observed his star at its rising and have come to pay him homage when herod heard this he was frightened and all jerusalem with him When they saw that the star had stopped, they were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then opening their treasure chest, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. Here ends the Gospel reading. You may have read or heard of Robert Fulgham's book, All I Really Need to Know I Learned in Kindergarten. It's a collection of short stories filled with humor and personal insight. If you haven't read it, I highly recommend it. One of my favorite stories from the book is Hide and Seek, and here it is. In the early dark dry of an October Saturday evening, the neighborhood children are playing hide and seek. How long since I've played hide-and-seek? Fifty years, maybe more. I remember how. I could become part of the game in a moment, if invited. Adults don't play hide-and-seek, not for fun anyway. Too bad. Do you have a kid in your neighborhood who always hid so good nobody could find him? We did. After a while, we would give up on him and go off, leaving him to rot wherever he was. Sooner or later, he would show up, all mad because we didn't keep looking for him. And we would get mad back because he wasn't playing the game the way it was supposed to be played. There's hiding and there's finding, we'd say, and he'd say it was hide and seek, not hide and give up. And we'd all yell about who made the rules, and who cared about who, anyway, and who wouldn't play with him anymore, if he didn't get it straight, and who needed him anyhow, and things like that. Hide and seek and yell. No matter what, though, the next time he would hide too good again, he's probably still hidden somewhere, for all I know. As I write this, the neighborhood game goes on, and there is a kid under a pile of leaves in the yard just under my window. He has been there a long time now, and everybody else is found, and they are about to give up on him over at the base. I considered going out to the base and telling them where he is hiding, and then thought about setting the leaves on fire to drive him out. Finally, I just yelled, Get found, kid, out the window. And scared him so bad he probably wet his pants and started crying and ran home to tell his mother. It's really hard to know how to help some people sometimes. A man I know found out last year he had terminal cancer. He was a doctor and knew about dying and he didn't want to make his family and friends suffer through that with him. So he kept his secret and died. Everybody said how brave he was to bear his suffering in silence, and not tell everybody, and so on and so forth. But privately his family and friends said how angry they were that he didn't need them, didn't trust their strength, and it hurt that he didn't say goodbye. He hid too well. Getting found would have kept him in the game. Hide and seek, grown-up style, wanting to hide, needing to be sought confused about being found. I don't want anyone to know. What will people think? I don't want to bother anyone. Better than hide-and-seek, I like the game called sardines. In sardines, the person who is it goes and hides, and everybody goes looking for him. When you find him, you get in with him and hide there with him. Pretty soon everybody is hiding together, all stacked in a small space like puppies in a pile, and pretty soon somebody giggles and somebody laughs and everybody gets found. Medieval theologians even describe God in hide-and-seek terms, calling him Deus Absconditus. But me, I think old God is a sardine player and will be found the same way everybody gets found in sardines. By the sound of laughter of those heaped together at the end. Ali Ali oxen- free. The kids out in the street are hollering the cry that says, "Come on in wherever you are. It's a new game. And so say I, to all those who have hid too good, Get found, kid, Ali-ali oxen- free. Besides the thought of setting the pile of leaves on fire, I think Robert makes some interesting points. Now, I might have used a hose to get the kid wet, although that might have its own issues on a cool fall day. I guess yelling was the best action. Well, hide and seek or sardines. Which do you prefer? I actually kind of like the idea of sardines. Actually, I hadn't heard of it until I read the book. Of course, unless you play a metaphorical version, well, there might be boundary and personal space issues. The real question I need to ask is, God playing either of these games? Metaphorically, and metaphysically, that is. The wise men were seekers. They most often searched for knowledge. They looked to the sky for answers and signs. But God did not hide the presence of the Christ child from them. As we know, God placed a star in the sky to guide them. But even so, they went to King Herod seeking the king of the Jews. That as they find out later was a big mistake. So they continued to follow the star and found that it stopped right over the place where Mary and Joseph were caring for the Christ child, the king of the Jews. Hide and seek or sardines. God isn't playing either one. God's not hiding from us. Even if some people like to say, I found Jesus. Jesus was never lost. Unless you count the time we couldn't find the Jesus and manger figurines from our nativity scene. We did eventually find them in a box hidden under some tissue paper. I don't think they were playing hide and seek or sardines. I know sometimes it feels like God is hiding from us. Pain, grief, self-doubt, shame, so many things can make us feel like we're on a deserted road with no star to follow. But God has given us stars to follow, places where God has promised to be. So where has God promised to be? Well, where two or three are gathered in Christ's name. So when we worship, pray, study, meditate together Christ is present and when we minister to the least of these those who are hungry and thirsty those who suffer those who need God's presence coming through us in baptism and teaching the ways of Christ just as Christ commissioned the disciples to do and the sharing of the blood and body of Christ and so i will be including the eucharist holy communion and these online worship services starting next week you'll be able to use my voice presiding over the meal or designate someone to use the text i'll provide or another of your own choosing to preside i believe that god promised to be with us in these places and times so we could know and witness to god's presence elsewhere which actually is everywhere god permeates all things god is present in around and through all of creation but there are so many things in this world that can distract us from seeing and experiencing god so i ask that during the next week in places and at times where you would normally not think of god's presence to stop take a few deep breaths look around Remember my words, God is present in, around, and through all of creation. Look around, think about the ways in which those around you, like the Doctor and Robert Story, are playing hide and seek. But don't change the game to sardines. God may have a heck of a sense of humor, but God does not play games and does not hide so you don't need to hide either live out the knowledge that god is present in around and through you and may you sense god's gracious presence today and always amen